0: President Joe Biden said the world will experience food shortages as a result of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And it's interesting to wonder what's going to happen to the silver price throughout all of that. Well, hello there, my friends, and welcome on into Arcadia. Chris Mark is here with you as we dig into the silver market and some things to consider As we continue to hear reports of food supply issues in the United States, potential food shortages, which on one hand, certainly I hope does not end up being the case, but to the degree that reports continue to emerge, that unfortunately things are on track for that. Had several guests on recently who have commented on that. We'll hear a little snippet from Alex Newman, who was on the show yesterday, but we don't even have to go that far because... As a recap, here's back on March 25th, it's going to be real, President Biden, on more related food shortages. President Joe Biden said the world will experience food shortages as a result of Russia's invasion of Ukraine and production increases were a subject of discussions at a Group 7 meeting. The price of the sanctions is not just imposed on Russia, it's imposed upon an awful lot of countries as well, including European countries and our country as well. I'll leave aside for today my thoughts on the cause and effect here, but here was Joe Biden talking about it a couple of months ago, and it didn't turn out to be just a rumor. There certainly seems to be a lot of less than ideal things going on from a governmental Davos point of view. And it's interesting to wonder what's going to happen to the silver price throughout all of that. Certainly, you've heard one guest after another talk about stresses in the silver market. We'll touch on a few of those data points today, but in the end, here you have $21.75-ish cents silver. This is recording as of Monday, May 23rd. <laughs> you see quite a sell-off in the silver market today fitting that pattern that Bart Chilton described of placing large orders and then the same banks buying things back cheaper. And actually, as you can see here with our silver price at 2170-ish, this red line here, as well as here's the commercials swap dealer, green line there, or sometimes you could look at the commercial producer merchant processor user, all reducing their short positions. So there is that factoring at the same time as well. But that's what the silver chart looks like today. Of course, you never know when Ross Benham of the CFTC is going to
1: control the price, and the volatility uh, of the silver contracts. And if we do need to change rules or regulations in the future, we will not hesitate to do so.
0: So certainly that's something you want to take into account. But just for those who perhaps have not heard quite as much yet about maybe the details of some of the concerns regarding the food supply chain, let's play a quick snippet of what Alex Newman was reporting yesterday on the show regarding the food supply chain.
1: I've been talking to farmers, uh, farmers who have been given 10 year contracts by the federal government. The federal government is paying them more money to promise not to grow any food than they would earn from actually growing food. Uh, they're calling it a land restoration. They've got all these silly names for it. But basically, they're paying farmers not to grow food.
0: Now, certainly, well, I understand that sounds wild to imagine that the government would be paying farmers not to grow food. Keep in mind, that's exactly what happened during the Great Depression under Hoover. Uh, at the
1: same time, they're saying, all right, no more fertilizer from Russia, no more fertilizer from Trinidad and Tobago, no more fertilizer from the Caribbean. Uh, the train companies the Union Pacific is saying we're not going to carry any more fertilizer from CF Holdings, the, the largest uh, fertilizer producer here in America. So we've got a, a fertilizer crisis about to hit. We've got uh, rice yields in Asia down quite significantly. We've got corn crops this year being planted way later than they should be. Uh, we've got food processing facilities all across the country. Dozens of them going up in flames, they, the two airplanes crashed into food processing facilities over the last couple of months. Like, what are the odds of that, right? You've got major meat processing plants going down.
0: So there you see, certainly not an ideal situation. And perhaps why that has me thinking of silver is, A, I probably would have been thinking about silver anyway. Yet that aside, Michael Oliver touched on it last week, how the current sell-off in the silver market in the face of what's going on is somewhat reminiscent of what we saw in March of 2020 when the COVID events were unraveling, the stock market was getting hammered, the silver market, the gold market were both getting hammered, silver going down to $12 before eventually shooting back up because remember it was only a couple months later when JP Morgan had that Silver delivery period where they delivered 30 million ounces. So over the course of a couple of months, here you can see silver go down to $12 in March, then eventually get back up to 15. Half. By the way, it was trading around $18 range before all this happened. Gets up to 15, then back up to 18. And a couple of months later was when it made its run, eventually getting over $28 in August of 2020. I don't know what Ross was up to back then. Similar, we have the gold market. And you may remember March of 2020, that was when we had that dislocation in the gold EFP market. We've seen what happens when... The price of these metals goes really low in the face of conditions that is resulting in increased demand for physical metal. Now, right now, with the Fed raising interest rates, at least there's one factor that you could say, all right, in a rising interest rate environment where they're theoretically unprinting money, you could expect to see gold and silver trade lower, although you still do have 8% plus. CPI inflation prints, producer price index at 11%. So certainly suggesting there's a possibility for CPI to continue to rise. And while I would say that physical metal demand has slowed in recent weeks, still elevated levels and for understandable reasons. So what happens if you add a food issue on top of that? you already have supply chain issues and a whole variety of supply chains around the globe that don't seem to be getting any better. Now the world is seeing Russia cut off a large natural resource supplier. And now with all the sanctions that have taken place that are further making it difficult to get natural resources and commodities to various places around the globe, Certainly makes it makes you wonder if we're not at a similar point now to what we saw with $12 silver, which is not to guarantee that's the case, but just something to consider because it's an already fragile supply chain. And then, if you're talking about a new unprecedented and most of our lifetime conditions in United States life, certainly the type of thing that when we saw something similar from COVID led to a lot of people buying metal. We will see how that goes. Worth noting is that here's Bob Coleman. This was back on March 8th and he mentioned the exchange for physical EFP premium just doubled from yesterday for silver. Bob will be joining me on the show in the near future and we'll get an update from him of how that has evolved since then. But again this same condition that you saw emerge after the metals were stuffed during the covid breakout at least has been in play and we'll look forward to getting an update from Bob fortunately as Rafi updated everyone on last week in his silver report every week on Friday that silver backwardation is deepening it's now up to 2 cents so physical tightness in silver is getting worse or better depending on your perspective. So what that ultimately means, keep in mind, you can have tightness in the system and a lot of things happen and the price go up without the entire system unraveling. In fact, I don't see why it's such a big wild idea that silver could be $35 or $40 or $45. Why does the world have to end in that scenario? Just because I mean, a couple of banks get a loss that the Fed can probably and does probably print anyway. So these are the indications of what's happening out there. And we'll keep you posted on how that evolves. Although, as Rafi has also commented on, with the stock markets getting clobbered in the face of these interest rate increases, yet seemingly more to come, how long is the Fed going to go before... They reverse course. I I certainly think that's an inevitable situation. And sure enough, zero hedge on Monday. We have Bostick. May make sense to pause in September, depending on economy. And there it is, the first pause hint. Expect many more and then a hard stop. Seems reasonable enough to me, maybe a couple months sooner, maybe a couple months later. If they're really going to raise 75 basis points at the next Fed meeting, gee, it's going to be tough to see how the stock market looks. And we'll we'll take a quick look at how much they've been beaten up, although still well above the pre-COVID levels, which is perhaps not a perfect comparison. But, you know, we saw how much money was printed in those past two years. And I would assert that the majority of these stock market gains were fueled by that. Although, again, uh, let's take a quick look at the Fed balance sheet. Here it is down uh, slightly below a trillion in 2008, then jumps up. Yet, even from the beginning of the Fed until 2020, you're at four trillion. And now it's up at nine trillion. And keep in mind, despite all that talk about interest rate hikes, which theoretically would be draining some money from the system here in the last week, it's still going up. Now, you could say that we are not at the all time apex of most uh, largest Fed balance sheet, but again, all this talk about tightening and here is what you were left with. I think that paints quite a picture. One last thought about the metals though, is that in terms of what we've seen over the last month, keep in mind, there's, there's always the 2008 incident. Here's where JP Morgan takes over Bear Stearns. You see silver at $21, which had been rising in the face of interest rate cuts and unprecedented Fed assistance. There's silver dropping, though, down to $9 while physical silver was actually unavailable. Andy Sheckman, in the book The Big Silver Short, talks in his chapter about how when the U.S. Mint finally came back online here while silver was $9, they said to the dealers, here's your Eagles for $17.50 plus markup. We've seen that to a degree where the price has gone down, yet the premiums are high. Will we see a further divergence on that? I certainly think those kind of things are possible. Interesting note here, options expiration in silver coming up this week, not a big delivery month. Although when I was taking a look at the option board, I like this big, I'll call it the big COMEX middle finger chart. And as soon as I saw this spike on May 5th, I don't remember exactly what was going on May 5th, but... It's just interesting thinking, gee, with a spike like that, I wonder if the price got smashed. Sure enough, look at the chart here on May 5th, the red line you see quite similar to what happened today. In fact, price just get torpedoed. And for those who wonder if there's manipulation of the price, well, you could call it manipulation or not, but just the fact that the supply is increased or decreased as judged by the open interest shows that you have a flexible supply of a supposedly finite commodity, which makes it seem a bit more fungible than I'd be comfortable with.
1: There's never, in the silver and soybeans and oil, there's never enough physical to back up all of the the futures contracts. Never is.
0: And also, if you go through those Deutsche Bank records that they had, they released when they agreed to pay a fine for manipulating the precious metals markets, there was one of those days when it was coming down from 50, and you hear them bragging about going out and smashing it. The price drops three or four dollars that day. So anyway, I know there's some people who have heard plenty of the evidence, and there's some that are newer to that. So I'll just mention that and few other data notes here here is the weekly silver holdings this is what goes into things like slv and the other trusts again that big spike was the record setter back during silver squeeze weekend over a year ago not much has really of substance happened we've seen inflows outflows but still pretty minor overall interesting in the gold transparent holdings chart We saw during the recent rally, quite a lot of volume in. And then as the prices come down, which perhaps you could expect some withdrawals. So at least that makes sense. You see the blue line is the amount of gold that's been demanded into the trust, allegedly been deposited by HSBC. And the gold line is the price. So it would make sense showing, I mean, here, go look at that, some price supply and demand correlation in the gold market and we'll see when we get a little bit more of that in the silver market although just uh, for those who are heavily invested in the stock market or just interested I was I've just been looking at these charts and thinking about where things go from here because you've already had a pretty big decline in these equity indexes there's The NASDAQ, 11,535. And you look at the six month here, see back in November, over 16,000. So that's down almost 30%, which is quite a move. Here on the Dow Jones chart, you see again quite a dip from the top of the peak, although still well above the March 2020 dip. And again, years back in 2008, when the Fed started quantitative easing, below 10,000. I mean, and and just look at this chart. You see how much of that has happened in these last 10 years, last uh, 14 years, rather, and certainly in the time since covid so if that's some sort of marker of how the stock markets have been impacted with the money that's put, been put into the system, and we've seen this much of a decline without the Fed's balance sheet even reducing at all yet, certainly there would be grounds to suggest that if they're going to get a 75 basis point hike and then keep going, I would be careful and uh, at least factor that into your decisions in these stock markets right now. Again, I am not a licensed financial advisor, and I don't know your personal situation, yet these are some things that I would just suggest are worthy to consider. few last notes before we wrap up. Here's one story. Biden invokes the Defense Production Act to increase baby formula supply. So this was coming on May 18th actually pretty bizarre. Biden administration invoking Defense Production Act to increase production of baby formula and launching a program that would use commercial aircraft to pick up overseas formula that meets U.S. standards, the White House said Wednesday. Under the Korean War era national security mobilization law, President Biden is requiring suppliers to prioritize giving resources to U.S. formula manufacturers a new exciting program called Operation Fly Formula would also direct the Defense Department to use its contracts with commercial air cargo lines to pick up formula from other countries that meets U.S. health and safety standards. It doesn't sound like the best situation and perhaps a sign of more of what's to come. Hopefully not, but also Biden vows U.S. to respond militarily if China attacks Taiwan. This actually reminds me of something I saw this morning. I was watching an interview with Henry Kissinger. Seems like a real blast to be around. And when they actually asked him about China, and he was saying China would be wise to be careful or else end up in a situation like Putin did, given how Kissinger seems to be tight with those sort of folks that are often involved in such things, Certainly not ideal in any sense to be reading headlines like that, but before we wrap up, something that some of you have seen and we're close to getting out and rolling, although I showed Craig Hemke the other day and and we've been crafting a video about it, so we'll play a quick snippet here. Made out of over 27 ounces of pure sterling silver. Look at the size of the bald silvery head with multiple spinnable propellers. Yeah, it's enormous. And at almost half the height of a Diet Coke can. That ben even looks banking. like it, sorry ass. Now is your chance to get one of the largest silver chopper, Ben, throwing $100 bills out of a helicopter statue figurines. Oh, that is. Sterling, ever made on planet Earth. That is so he wants cool. He wants to fly onto your desk and throw yeah, $100 bills. it, Ben, that.
1: Greasy old bastard
0: to get on the waiting list click the link below now so that is today's show hopefully this was helpful at least as you go about planning and thinking of what to do if you'd like to see that whole interview with Alex Newman that certainly points out a lot as Davos is meeting again this week well it's coming your way right now